Hey, good morning or good afternoon, whatever time this podcast is finding you at. This is my wake up podcast. You are not tired. You're just uninspired and I am here to help you. I am the creator and founder of Life Minded and Free. I am focused on helping women who are unfulfilled live above mediocrity and create a life of their wildest dreams because you can have financial and time freedom. You can have a good marriage. You can have a good relationship with your kids. You can have a good faith, a good health. And I'm here to show you how not only I did it, but how I was able to teach thousands of other women to do the same thing. So welcome to the show. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You get in this mindset of stress, worry, you're freaked out. You don't even realize though you're in this place. All of a sudden you're just having very negative thoughts. That's really the first thing. And then if you get real good, you'll recognize your signs and kind of like your, your symptoms, if you will, of getting into this funk. And that is the valley, the mental valley that we find ourselves in. There's no way to not be in there. You will be in the valley. Maybe you'll be there every couple of days, maybe every couple of months, every couple of years. Like you will go through it though. It's human emotion. And that's why we go into the valley. And as a woman, your cycle can put you there. But there's other things that can put you there too, which we don't even realize are triggering us. And I've talked a lot about triggers and things that happen when we all of a sudden are in a mental state. Uh, mental slump. And what I always think of is if my mood drastically shifts, there was a trigger. So if I'm in a really good mood and everything is going great and everything is fine, which it was on Friday, I had a great day. So fun. I worked. I, it was a good day. And then I went and picked up my daughter from school and came home and everything had shifted. And I was in a terrible mood to all of my kids. I was super irritated, um, just felt horrible. But the thoughts started coming after that. And the thoughts were, is this even working? What are you even doing? You think you're building this business? Like, <laughs> you think you're going to do this? Like, you really think this is going to work? I mean, how many times have you tried and it's not working and you keep saying it's going to work and then it's just not, you don't even do the things that you know that you need to do. So you think that you're going to sell out the MGM one day and change all these lives. You're not even changing lives. You think people even want to listen to you? You think people want to show up? Let's see how many people actually are showing up. So I go on YouTube, I click on analytics and I start looking at the analytics of my YouTube channel. And I'm like, I only have 700 subscribers. People clearly aren't listening because there's, there really hasn't been a whole lot of new subscribers over the last few months. And there's not even a lot of comments. And then I go and I look and the average time somebody watches one of my videos is between four and six or seven minutes, I think it was. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like people aren't even listening to what I have to say. And, and then I'm like, oh, why did people leave after three minutes and 43 seconds on this video? I'm going to watch this video. And when it gets to three minutes and 40 seconds, I wonder what people are thinking. And then I'm sitting in my office and I'm literally listening to my own videos. And I'm thinking of how people could be judging me and what they could be thinking 
to when they finally were like, yeah, let's get off of this girl's stuff. And, and it started to spin. And I was like, I need to check my Stripe account. How many sales have I actually gotten from my branding course? It's too much money. It's probably too much money. People actually, people are probably like, who the heck is this girl? Why would I even spend money on her course? And then it started to spend more. And then April messaged me and she was hoping, she was hoping for like a, a life preserver for herself. She was like reaching out as a friend of like, oh, it's Friday. It sucks. Like I need to pick me up. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, my life really like, I'm like, just, I was like, I'm having a horrible day. I like, I had the worst day ever is what I said. I'm like, this sucks. It's like, I'm just in such a bad place and this isn't working. And this, and then what it did to April is April was like, yeah, same with me. It's discouraging. I know how you feel. And so what I did was I took what happened to me, the great mood. The day was great. Picked up my kids. It flipped. I then said it was the worst day ever, which it definitely wasn't. That was just the emotions talking thinking about it. I'm like the whole day sucked. And then I'm like, yeah, I did. I woke up super tired. And then, yeah, I was running late and oh, I didn't do all those things. And then I just started looking at all the things that didn't get done for the day and the things that I told myself I was going to do and I didn't do. And I ignored all of the good that had happened. And I categorized the whole day as a day that just totally sucked. And it didn't totally suck. I have four healthy kids. We have a beautiful life. I'm able to drive them to school. I get to spend my morning with people like you. I even canceled the Friday morning call and was like, you know what? Never mind. We're just going to cancel it because I was sitting on Zoom and I even just fell off that day where I was like, you know what? Like everyone's out of town. They're doing their own thing. Like we're just not going to do this and we're just going to go forward. So I realized one, it's realizing, okay, take your thoughts captive. Like the Bible says take them captive. Do not let yourself spin because what's spinning them is the devil spinning fear and doubt and worry and stress and fear and doubt and worry and stress and fear. And he's just like spinning it. Like, ha, 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 ha. she's like on this, like, you know, playground thing and spinning. And you're like, oh my gosh, I suck. And I'm unworthy. And this isn't going to work. And then you start panicking because you really need money and the money has to come. And Satan just loves using money to just really get at us, especially with our spouse. <laughs> like, oh yeah, see, now you're not going to make money and now you're going to lose this and you're not going to have this and you're not going to be able to go there. And, and then you start getting stressed out even more and panicked because you need money, but the people aren't coming and the work isn't there and you don't know what you're doing with yourself and you're mad at yourself for not doing the things that you need to do. And, and that's exactly where the devil wants you. Because if you're there, if you're too busy strapped to the spinny thing at the playground and you're dizzy and your mind is so focused on the fact that you're spinning that you can't go out and help people. God could have been using me on Friday to help April on a Friday of just someone. It's not like she was like going through anything crazy. She was just like, Oh, it's Friday. You know, like kids are driving me crazy, whatever. And it's like, God was like, oh yeah, April message Taryn, like she'll pick you up. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like all, all over the place. I, that could have been an opportunity for me to pull up April, like, oh yeah, remember what God says and remember about this and it's okay. I could have been like a kind friend 
Instead, I grabbed her and pulled her onto the spinny thing with me. And it was like, now we're both spinning because it's the power of the people that you're with. Whether you want to believe it or not, it truly is the people that you hang out with. Just like my kids and I, we went to the homecoming football game last weekend and <laughs> April says I was already spinning. <laughs> we just started spinning together. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, oh, who flipped too? Maybe April flipped me, pulled me on her spinny thing. <laughs> just kidding. I was already spinning too. <laughs> um, but we were at the game and my kids went, my boys went and hung out with this boy who, uh, they just went to like see him for a minute and the people who he hangs out with aren't really that good and they always get in trouble and have issues and stuff. And so my boys brought a couple of the, the girls that they were with, went over to this kid to talk to him. And while they were there, one of the girls got punched in the face. Someone tapped her on the shoulder and she turned around and they punched her and it was a guy. And then he ran. And so they called me and they were like, she just got punched in the face. Like, we don't know what's going on. Like, I don't, we don't know who this is. Like what? So she came over and they were telling me the story about who they were with and how, and she's like, see, I told you that we shouldn't even have went over there with those kids because anyone who's around him, it's always bad news. There's always something bad that happens. And I said, it's totally the power of influence. It's the people that you are around. You will become, or you will be affected by the people around you, whether you want to, or you don't want to in a good way or in a bad way, whether you're a seventh grader at a football game or you're 75 years old at church, you will be affected either way, good or bad. And so that's a huge lesson for us to know that is we teach that to our kids. We can tell our kids that, but who are we around? Who do you reach out to when you feel like you're drowning? Who is giving you advice when you feel like you're drowning? Do you reach right for a glass of wine? Do you feel stressed out? And are you making up excuses during your day so that you look at things in a more stressful way so that you can drink earlier? Because I have been a person who's done that before. And I have had friends that have done that before and I can see and I know that people do that. Do you reach for another vice? Do you reach for food? Do you reach for drugs? Do you reach for naps? Do you reach for fighting with your spouse? You'll just pick a fight or you binge watch Netflix and you shut everyone out and you don't answer your phone and you don't come out of your bedroom for a few days and you cancel plans. What are you doing when you get into that valley? The first thing you need to know is don't make any decisions when you're there. That is not the time to make any kind of decision. Should you quit your job? Should you look for a new job? Should you have a conversation with your husband about that thing that annoyed you? Should you talk to your kids about something important? No, you should not be doing anything critical that you care about the relationship with people if you're in that kind of mindset. That's why it's best to fill your cup. When you're at that point, you need some loving on yourself. You need some time with God. You need some time where God's loving on you, where you can grab your journal and walk away from your kids, or you can go take a bath or schedule time. Maybe you can't get away, but you can give the kids their tablets and you can go in your room for a few minutes and spend some time on your knees. 
and you can read a book or you can go get your nails done. Or when your husband gets home, you can leave and go do something. If you're stuck at home with kids, you, there is a way that you can spend time on your own. And it doesn't have to be anything that involves money because the thing that's going to help you the most is spending time with God and spending time in your Bible. And that's completely free. If you don't have a Bible message me, I will literally pay and send you one. I don't care who you are. I will Amazon prime one to your house and you can have a Bible. And they have them at the dollar stores too. They, I mean, you can get one and you really will. I love, like, I never used to be a person like that. I've always believed in God, but I never like studied the Bible. I never really, I'm like, God, like what even is God? Like, okay, he's the creator, but that was like all I thought. And just try it. <laughs> like, just try it. Pray and listen to a sermon I love as a way to start listening. I am not good at reading. I'm really good at listening. And especially if I'm doing something while I'm listening, it really sticks in my brain. If I'm like cleaning my house and listening to something, or I'm like driving and listening or showering and getting ready and listening, I just like it's in my subconscious and it just sticks. So I highly recommend just pray, like God speak through me, speak to me through something and go on YouTube and type in Elevation Church and just click on whatever one you feel drawn to. And just listen and listen to what God's saying to you. Listen to how you're thinking and interpreting what is being said and how you can apply it to your life. And that's God telling you what you need to do next. That's God giving you reassurance. And sometimes it's so crazy. And you guys know this, if you've experienced it where you will like laugh out loud and be like, I can't even believe this right now. Like, I can't even believe what this message is saying. Like, is this not meant exactly for me? And then if you go in the comments, all these people say that they're like, this freaks me out that this message is just for me. And then someone else is like, no, 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 it's for me. And then someone's like, no, it's for me. And then I'm like, no, it's totally me. The one time he even said, he said, if you're listening to this recording on a Tuesday night, this message is for you. And I'm not kidding. It was a Tuesday night. I was taking a shower. I had my phone propped up in my shower, listening to this sermon. And I literally was watching my hair and I stopped and I was like, oh my gosh, this is for me. Like, this is crazy. He said, Tuesday night, like what's the chance that I actually was listening to this on a Tuesday night. And so you have to recognize that your April says, um, oh, Tracy just said, I was like, wait, April, <laughs> um, April said, <laughs> this isn't working. I'm going on indeed. <laughs> Don't go on indeed. Don't go on monster. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> proceeds to binge food. You guys are funny. Um, but it really is like, we, we just get in our mind and then we start to think that like, we don't deserve to lose weight. We don't deserve to be healed. We don't deserve to be happy. But guess what? Grace is getting what you don't deserve. We don't deserve it. But because of God, we get it. We do. He says we're chosen. He says we're awesome. I mean, all of our sins, all of our crappy things that we do, it's okay. Like, obviously we need to like, not just keep going around and being like bad people, but we don't have to be perfect and we do deserve happiness. We don't deserve it, but we will get it. We will become happy if we spend time in God. That's what I've learned over the entire process of my last 10 months of my journey that I've been on is that 
it's not about money. It's not about rank. It's not about recognition. It's not about growing something and being famous and being whatever. It's about what are you supposed to be doing in your life? And how are you going to feel really good while you do it? Because I was watching that, uh, the Netflix documentary, Britney versus Spears. Has anyone else watched that? I'm a huge Britney Spears lover, like huge. My dad for my birthday used to buy me front row tickets to her concert and he would take me (laughs) and I would just like die of excitement. I was crying when she'd come out on stage. I just always loved her and watching her video. I just was so heartbroken thinking like this woman was so alone and isolated, even though she performed two tours Well, she went through all of this stuff with her dad where she couldn't do anything, go watch the show. It's really good. But she was, she was under his guardianship and she was forced to perform and do all these things. Didn't get any of the money. And she also, I mean, had no say in it. She's a grown woman and she was just beat into a box with fear and scarcity of losing her kids and all of these things. And she's performing a concert and everyone is cheering her name. She made $53 million tour and people are chanting her name in a stadium. Brittany, Brittany, all these people that literally love her and are like, oh my gosh, if I could just like see you in real life, if I could just touch you, if I could just like have a coffee with you, if I could just do anything with you, like I love you. And yet she feels so alone and depressed and isolated. And like, that was her perspective of the life that she lived. This woman that looked, was like idolized, felt so alone and was on stage. But anyone who got close to her was pulled out of her life. And I just think of how awful that is and how sad that is because you can have it all. You can look like you have it all, but you definitely don't have it all. And you definitely don't even have some of it. Lots of celebrities have taken their own lives because of stuff like that. And you think like Robin Williams, like the funniest guy, like you're, you're spreading humor. You're loved so much, but that's how strong our mind is. That's how strong the enemy is. That's how strong the valley is. We joke around and say, oh, we're in the valley. It gets a little muddy down here, a little mucky. It's hard to get through sometimes. But do you know that there's some spots that you can step in the valley that sucks you all the way in and you can't get out because you become your own worst enemy because you are blocking out all the good advice. Do, have you ever done that where you've had to give advice to someone like is someone whose life is kind of not in a good place and maybe it's their finances or their relationship or their health or are something that they're going through and you keep giving them advice and they're like, no, not that, that won't work. No, I tried that. Yeah, mm -hmm. try telling that to him. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, no, that won't work because, and you're like, okay, (laughs) okay. Like you literally don't want to hear any advice that I have to give you because you're not even listening to it. It's like, it's like we literally are hijacked in our brains where this thing takes over covers our mouth and is like, 
just going to turn off that part of your, your brain so that you're not logical and you're not able to say, wait a minute. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's like you totally are blind in that area and you only see things through a negative lens. You only see the bad things that happened that day. You only see the things you're not doing in your business. You're only seeing all of your shortcomings and your failures and you're only seeing your fears and you no longer can see your dreams. You no longer can see your vision. So what happened to me is that I went in this dark spiral on Friday and because I've spiraled into the valley so many times, I now immediately when I shift into a bad mood or something happens, I immediately start researching the triggers. Like, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Why was I in a good mood? And then I was in a bad mood. What is the exact moment of time did it happen? What caused it? And for me, and a therapist actually helped me to figure this out, but I don't do well during transitions. So if I'm in here working right now, great mood, happy, things are awesome. I'm like, yes, I'm like empowered. I'm focused on my business. And then if my kid comes in and obviously Skylar butting into the calls and like saying cute things, whatever, like I'm, that doesn't really affect me. But if my son came in and was like, mom, so in science class, we have this, and I would like, I am like, oh my gosh, like my brain cannot jump to middle school. Now I'm a mom and we're talking science class. Like I am focusing on this. And so what happens is I get in a bad mood and I usually snap at them or like my husband will even come in sometimes to like ask me a question and this nothing irritates me more than this. He'll come in and like ask me a question about our budget. Like, hey, what was that Venmo charge for? And I will literally like turn around. <laughs> like, I feel like I hear that. I'm like, reet, reet, reet. You know, like you're about to like lose it. And I will be like, I do not know about Venmo right now. Like, why do you think that I just know every charge on Venmo? Like I am working. I'm in the middle of doing something with my brain. And so what happens is because I don't set boundaries for myself and I don't say, these are the hours that I'm working. Do not interrupt me while I'm working. And I have a nanny here watching my daughter or she goes to my mother-in-law's or maybe it's their nap time. You can put your kids there. You're like, I'm working. And then you give yourself enough time to transition out of it. What I did was I was working. I was in the middle of something and was working. I was making reels and I was like, oh my gosh, I really need to like get this going and like finish this. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm running late to pick up Sophia from school. So I got in the car and rushed to the school, answered a phone call while I was on my way to school, which is a huge no-no for me of being on the phone while I'm doing something with my family. That like stresses me out so much is when we're all in the car and I'm trying to be on the phone and I'm trying to get them out. And I'm like, stop it. Like, be quiet. Like that literally just like stresses me so bad. So I answered a phone call, was on the phone as I picked up Sophia from school, got her in the car and like halfway home, got off the phone. And then she was complaining about something. And so I was annoyed. And then I came home and my boy, I'm like, why are you guys on your phones? You know that you should be doing your chores. And then I started spinning. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, these kids are driving me crazy. It's Friday. Oh, is it too early to have a glass of wine? <laughs> is it like, 
oh my gosh, I need to get away from these kids. And then that's what began the whole thing. So it actually went back to me not having boundaries with my work and giving myself time to transition so that I'm not rushing and then not answering the phone, which is again, a boundary. So my whole day spun out of control because of a couple of triggers that happened. So now this has happened so many times in my life that I immediately am like, what is it? And sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I have no idea. And I'll just blame it on like, oh, I'm probably going to start my period or something. Like, I'm just like, whatever. I'm just a girl. Like, you know, don't judge me or, or I'll just like blow it off on something. But a lot of times the reason why I'm so obsessed with identifying what triggered it is because the more that you can identify the triggers, then you can avoid them and you can get right out of the valley and be on with it. Before I would be in the valley and I'd be there for like a week. And it would be day after day after day. And then I'd be like totally in depression, binge watching Netflix, not answering the phone, avoiding everything, canceling plans, eating like crap, sleeping way too much. I would be for like a week. And now I'm like, oh, what, what is this? And then I know how to get myself out and how I get myself out is not plow through. How I get myself out is by totally doing the things that fill my cup and make me happy again. And none of them include like work or cleaning or, you know, sometimes, sometimes cleaning does if it's an energy leak for me and it's been stressing me out so much, I will just like put my headphones in and clean. And then I'm okay. Nobody talked to me. Like I'm, you know, doing this. Um, and yeah, so exactly like April, you said, I'm going to eat some chips and have a beer. I saw this thing one time that said, you are not a dog. Do not reward yourself with food. And it stuck with me so hard because that is literally all I said to myself is I would be like, I had a bad day. I'm getting Taco Bell. I had a bad day, like whatever. I'm making cheesecake. I had a bad day. And then because what starts to happen is you don't actually have a bad day, but you're looking to have a bad day. Because if you have a bad day, you can start drinking at three. If you have a bad day, you can eat brownies for breakfast and not feel guilty about it. And it's true. It really is. And, you know, in moderation, obviously everyone needs to do that. And I'm not saying you're a terrible person if you do that, because I literally do that. That's how I know to say that as an example, because like, that is what I do. And I get that, but we have to not lean to those things all the time and think of how can I replace some of these bad things for better things. So I used to reach for alcohol and I would drink until I was drunk. And I'd be like, I need to drink and I need to get wasted. And so then I was like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. What can I flip and start doing instead? And so it's little things like that. So one of the things that I like to do is I like to talk on the phone with people that bring me up out of the valley. So Sometimes it's all different types of people. I just think like, who do I want to talk to right now? And sometimes I don't want to talk to anybody. And sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'll call my mom or yeah, I'll call my sister. I'll call John. I'll call April. I'll call whatever. Sometimes you do want to talk to people and sometimes you don't. Sometimes just even sending a voice message to someone, like sending it to me, you could just say like, I'm just having a really bad day. I'm in a really bad place right now. And I just kind of needed someone to like, give me some words. 
I love pulling people out of the valley like that. Cause I feel like I can give you the words like, oh, I could say literally a one minute clip and you'd be like, oh God, thank you so much. Like I'm out. I, this is so much better. Cause you just need someone to relate to you. You just need someone to be like, oh gosh, I get it. It sucks. But try doing this. You know, like kind of just having someone to do that with is, and that's why people love having a coach is because having a coach, you can do that. And you guys who coach with me forget that we're actually like coaching through life. Like this is literally like what you have me for. So are you utilizing me for the right things? Like really, if you're having a bad day and you're in a bad frame of mind and you're in the, in the valley of fear, worry, anxiety, stress, are you just like, oh, she doesn't want to hear it. I'm just going to power through it. She probably is going to be like, oh, here she is again in a bad place. Or, oh, she's probably going to be like, oh, did you do anything I told you to do? Or she, let me just tell you, I don't even remember the stuff that I tell you guys to do. <laughs> like, I don't, I literally don't. And it's not, I take notes and I could pull up my notes and look, but it's, that's not why I coach you is to keep a list. And then I check and make sure you're doing all the things that you say that you're going to do. That's not why I do it. I coach you so that you can verbally say out loud the things that you feel like you need to do. And we can work them out together and get to a point of where you're like, yeah, that feels good. Okay. Yeah. This is what I want to do. You know, the steps to do it. You write them down. You hold yourself accountable to do it. Because if you want to talk again and you want to move further again, then you're going to have to get those things done to move forward with your list of things that you need to do and what you're building and what you're doing. So again, the devil wants you to be alone, isolated. If you're feeling bad, he's going to be like, she doesn't care about you. She doesn't want to hear from you. She has her own stuff she's dealing with. You're going to message her and say that. You think she cares? You think she's going to message you back? That's what the devil puts inside your head. And that is not true. Yeah, um, that is. Did you say, Tracy, did you type that in the chat after I said it? Or did you put that in there before? The, I think my problem is that no one wants to hear it. I'll just figure I it out. I think it was like right when you were talking, I was typing and I'm like, well, I'm sending it anyways. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. That's so funny that you typed that because I didn't even, re I didn't even read what you said until just now. Um, that's exactly what happens. And April, I need the validation too. Um, I need the validation too, but my initial thought is they don't want to talk. They don't want to hear it. And so then when I can like break through, I can break through that and be like, no, I, they, they won't. That's not true. I can like move that noise to the side. Like that's not true. I need to do that. But sometimes it's hard for me to break through and to do that. And I've even said that before with some of you guys, like, I feel like sometimes I want to message you and say things to you and ask you for help or ask you questions. I'm like, they're not going to help me. Like, oh, they're going to help me. Like, why would you help me? Like you're, oh, they're not making anything off of me. And then I think that way. And I'm like, okay, nobody is thinking that. You know, like nobody at all is thinking that at all ever. We all are like, oh, I will totally help you with anything we have. We all are like that, but it's the thought in my head. So, okay. The last thing I want to say about this is so, you guys are so nice. <laughs> um, so I have all these thoughts in my head on Friday. 
And then I always pray. So my love language is words of affirmation, which is why I need validation from other people all the time, you know, constantly. Because when people say nice things to me is that when that is when I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I, I must be doing good. Like, this is nice to have people say these. I love that. And so what I pray for is for God to share that love to show me that and bring that love to me so that I know that it's kind of just like what I need you know like some people love to see butterflies and sunflowers or dragonflies or something so you're like oh my gosh look at the butterfly just like landed on me while I was out here like how cool is that That like brings you so much joy and you just love that if that's your thing and that's for me it's like when people will message me so I got this message from this woman who I never talked to before. And she sent me the message on Friday. And usually when I'm in that bad mood, I don't ever like check my phone, but I was laying in my bed. I was scrolling on my phone. I saw her message, which is so weird that I opened it because I definitely do not open people's messages who I don't know when I'm in that mood. (laughs) Like I know that why they're messaging me. And so like, I don't, don't even want to respond. Or if I read it, then I feel anxious that I'm not responding and I don't want to forget. And so usually I don't open them, but I did. And she basically just said, like, you don't know me, but I listen to every single thing you've ever put out. I love everything you say. I feel like when you say it, it is like spoken to me and you don't know, but you made such an impact in my life and just said this whole thing. And so I messaged her. I said, your message came at the perfect time. God used you to bring that to me. So thank you. And so then I got like three or four more messages like that on Friday. And then I started having like all of this success randomly. So I, here I'm thinking like, literally I was thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to build these women empowerment retreats, like the soul revival weekend that we're having in February and people are going to come. Nobody is even going to come to this thing. And then I think I'm going to do another one. No one is going to come to that one. This whole thing is never going to work. I'm never going to write my book. No one's ever even going to buy it. If you do write the book, you're not going to get any coaching clients. Nobody else is going to buy your branding course. This is like really what I was thinking. This is not going to happen. So then, oh, and the other thing is, you will never go viral on Instagram with your reels. (laughs) Like it's this 30 day posting challenge you're on. It doesn't matter because it's not working. You're it's what you're doing is not going to work. You're not like one of those people who are going to make this work. So over the weekend, I made a reel or I made the reel on Friday or whatever, Thursday posted it. And one of my reels went viral. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) some of you are in that group chat I was like oh my god oh my god oh my gosh my Instagram isn't broken like it works I actually did it like it had like and now I think it's I don't even I didn't check it today but it was like 22,000 views or something last time I looked at it and so that's a lot for me I've never had more than like 3,500 I think and so I'm like wow oh my gosh see and then I like felt like I was like nudging myself I was like see it is working see you can do it And I'm like, okay, this is good. So then I'm sitting in church yesterday and my phone goes off, um, like a notification on the screen. And I look and it said, a new student has enrolled in your course. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I've given out a couple coupon codes to team members for free courses. So I was thinking that that might be it. Like, oh, is this, is this one of those things? And so 
um, I go log into my Stripe account and sure enough, someone bought my course and it said that you'll receive the money in your account tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it worked. It actually works. See? And I was like telling myself again, like, see, people do want your course. See, it is working. See, people are finding you. And then I get another email that says someone booked on my calendar for a 30 minute discovery call. And I also didn't know that person at all. And so again, I'm like, see, it is working. People do want to talk to you. You are what you're doing. People are a part of it. It's just your mindset. You were just about to quit. You literally were just saying you were going to quit. On Friday, I was like, forget this. You know what? I'm done with it all. That was Friday. And then all the success happened over the weekend. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like so good. I was like, John, look at this. Look, look at this success right here. Look at this dollars in my account. And then I all of a sudden was like, I can't wait to work tomorrow. I'm so excited. I can't. And just like that, my mind, I'm out of the valley and everything is great. And it's like nothing ever happened. When before I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just digging myself into this deep hole of just stress, worry, anxiety. It's not happening. What's going on? What's what? And then you just like let go, let God stop stressing about it because what you think about is what's happening. So if you think that you're failing, you're failing. And I can look and see that I was like, yeah, I'm failing. Nobody's bought my course in a couple of weeks. Nobody signed up with coursing for coaching in a couple of weeks. Nobody's like my stuff for a couple of weeks. Like nobody's getting on the morning calls anymore. And oh my gosh, I should just stop doing these. Like, what is even the point? They don't work. Here I am actually looking through the lens and saying like, yes, I'm failing. This is failing. And today I can get on here and I'm like, this is like working. (laughs) This is working guys. And the only thing that changed because it's been Friday to Monday, the only thing that changed was my emotion was my perspective of the lenses that I was looking out of. The lens is what the emotion is. So you're angry, you're sad, you're worried, you're stressed, you're in fear, you're happy, you're excited, you're motivated. That's why motivation is an emotion because it comes and goes. You will not always be motivated. You won't. It's an emotion just like sadness and anxiety and stress and worry and fear and doubt and happiness and excitement. That's why if you can inspire someone, they will go and experience the emotion of motivation. If you're inspired to work out, you will work out. If you're inspired to eat healthy, you will start eating healthy and all of your excuses go away. Right now you have excuses that you can't go to the gym and work out because you don't have time because you're in too much pain, because you don't have the right equipment, because you don't have the money to do it, because you don't have someone to watch your kids, because you don't know what to do when you get to the gym, because you feel lightheaded when you work out, because you have never figured out how to do cardio without wanting to throw up after. And you have all of these excuses, but then when you decide I'm going to the gym and it's January 2nd and you start going to the gym and you're like, I'm going to the gym, you go and you all of a sudden have no excuses. It doesn't matter that you don't know what to do when you're there and you don't have clothes to wear and you're out of breath and you're embarrassed and you don't have a babysitter and you show up anyway, you figure it out because you're inspired. And that's what I want to do is just inspire everyone to go out and to change the things in their life because I can't do it for you. 
I can tell you what to do. I can teach you the branding course. Just like I showed, I have hundreds of people who have enrolled in the branding course and I can see how many videos they've watched. The majority of people watch like one video, two videos. It's not that you don't know what to do or you don't have the resources or the ideas of what to do. It's that you're not doing the things that you know you need to do. You're just not showing up. You're just not consistent doing it. And that is the very first thing. I think that if more people could show up and do all the things that they know they need to do, they would see success. They would be at a place that they are happy with their life and they're fulfilled. It's because we don't do the things. So my favorite thing to do is to make a list of, I would set a timer for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes max, and write down all of the things that you need to do. I would make a list for personal things and I would make a list for business things. And all of the things that come to your head, write them down. Do not overthink them. Do not think of how I'm going to do that. Do I think, oh, I don't even know what the first step is. It doesn't matter. The things that you need to do in your personal life and you need to do in your business. And then depending on how many things you have on your personal side, you might need to take some time off your business to tackle the personal things. Like if you need to make dentist appointments and pay that doctor bill and you need to budget and you need to grocery shop and plan your meals for the week and you need to plan out your schedule when you're working out and you need to, and all the things that you need to do still, then you need to take that. And if it's, it's Monday, if you're listening to this and it's on a Monday, take that list and say, okay, I'm going to have to do these things for Monday and Tuesday and get them all done. And then Wednesday, I'm going to start tackling my work things. Because if you have all these energy leaks to personal things and your husband's on top of you and your kids are on top of you, did you make that appointment? And you're like, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting. You're not going to really get anywhere. You're just going to feel like you're spinning and you're overwhelmed and you're not going to be able to focus on your business because you're going to be so focused on your personal things, especially for those of you who just are coming back into town from a trip or because almost like everyone did go on a trip. And so if you're trying to get back into the groove of things, even more, this is for you. That you have to take a little bit of time to get all of your things done and prepared to move on. And then next time you're in a bad place mentally, just stop trying to push through and take a nap. Literally, go take a nap. Go watch a movie. Turn your phone off. Put it on silent. Watch a movie. Watch your favorite show. Go to the gym. Go for a walk, just go walk outside, go walk around your yard and like, look at the trees and look at the birds. And I, I do this all the time where I'll go outside and then I'll play this game with myself of how many different sounds can I hear? And I'll like sit there and be like, okay, I hear this one bird. Oh, is that a frog? And then is that a cicada? And then I hear the cars and then I hear the expressway a little ways away. And then I hear the grass being cut and a dog barking and I keep hearing different things and it puts me at a place where I'm like, I'm not thinking about all these things because when you're in a mental valley, you have to stop thinking, do whatever you can to turn off your thinking. And that's why I like to listen to sermons when I'm in a bad place. I just stop it all. I listen to sermons and clean, or I'll stop it all and take a nap. Those are like my two biggest go-to things, because if you're listening, you can't be talking at the same time. So if you're listening to a sermon and you're listening to God or you're reading the Bible and you're listening to that, you can't also be talking crap to yourself in your head at the exact same time. And you need to just turn off the crap talking until it's over and then you can turn it back up. You don't need to hear any of those things that you're saying. 
That's like an abusive relationship. You wouldn't let someone sit there and talk to you and say those things to you. If you got to that point and you had someone in your life that's talking to you like that, you have realized like, I will not stand for this. You're not going to talk to me like this. You're not going to put me down and tell me what I can and cannot do. If we wouldn't let other people treat us like that, why are we treating ourselves like that? And then believing it. Turn down the voice of your abusive self and go for a walk, take a break, and then come back when you're done. Really, that's what you need to do for self-care too. And that's not who God says we are at all. So we really need to not listen to that. So make your list of those two things, get it all out of your head. That'll make you feel so good. And then get to work with exactly what you need to start doing for the week. What are the things that have been weighing you down? What are the things you need to start doing? And this is what we do every single Monday or Sunday or Saturday is you get yourself in a groove where you're doing all the things every week that you need to be doing and you're feeling good and you stay out of the mental valley, which is also important to journal because then you can look back and see how many days were you actually in the mental valley. And on my journal entries, I write a little arrow up or an arrow down on my entries and it'll tell me, was I on the peak or was I in a valley? And I can see how the days change and how it goes through. And I can see, am I, t- am I writing like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm so stressed out. Is this going to work? Am I crazy? Is this, okay, I was in a valley. If I say, I feel so inspired. This is amazing. We have this trip we're planning, our first ever soul revival. I can't wait. We're planning, we're doing it. I'm at a peak. And then you can go back and you can see, okay, how often and what is my pattern of doing this? And I always tell people when you start journaling at first, just start journaling at the peaks and valleys of how you feel. If you feel horrible, journal it. If you feel amazing, journal it. And all the neutral feelings, you don't even have to journal about right now. Just start journaling during really high emotions and see how that leads you and how that's able to help you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed my wake up call today. There's a few things that I want to mention before I let you go. One is if you haven't watched my number one secret to six figures in network marketing, head on over to my Instagram, which is at life.minded and click on the link in my bio. You can find that video there. It is phenomenal. Some of my favorite books, some of the biggest things that have changed my life in that industry. Another thing I wanted to mention is if you feel like I could add value to your life, go ahead and click on that link and book on my calendar, a 30 minute discovery call. This is completely free and you'll get to know me a little bit better. You can ask me any questions you have and I can tell you what it would be like working with me one-on-one in a coaching program or a little bit more about my branding course. My branding course can be found at mentoringthemasses.com and that is a lifetime guarantee. You get lifetime access and if at any point you are dissatisfied, you get a hundred percent return on your investment. That's pretty great. And then don't forget to like and follow me over on Instagram and YouTube. If you subscribe to my YouTube channel and set it to have all of the alerts, you will get a notification on your phone every single time I post a new video. Thank you so much. Remember, I believe in you. I love you. Thank you for following me. God bless you.